Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben from the Lean Blog. This is episode number 15 of the Lean Blog Podcast. It's January 7th, 2007, and our guest today is a repeat visitor to the podcast, Jim Hunsinger, the president of the Lean Accounting Summit, and now also the Training Within Industry Summit, and that's our topic today, the TWI program. Um, Training Within Industry is a program that's coming back, if you will. It's um, an important lean method that looks at how you develop standard work, how you train employees, and uh, probably most importantly, how you train supervisors to train their employees and how to drive continuous improvement in the workplace. Uh, So listen in, and please check out the show notes at www.leanpodcast.org for some links to some background information and additional TWI resources, as well as a link to Jim's upcoming summit. Jim, thanks again for joining us for um, another podcast. Uh, The topic today will be uh, the training within an industry program. Thanks for being here. I'm glad to be back. there's going to be some links and information out on uh, the Lean Blog website for people that want to read uh, a more in-depth history of the training within the in- industry program. Um, but, Jim, I was wondering if you could kind of help catch up our, our listeners uh, where that program originated and, and how it's seeming to become more relevant today. Well, it uh, originated with uh, World War II and with the outbreak of the war, even prior to the war, actually the United States entering the war, the manufacturing that was going on in the United States was steadily ramping up rap- rapidly, um, first to help uh, the Allies, then as we came into the war, to ramp up our own uh, munition production in support of the war. So it was a program that was de- developed for that purpose and really to focus in on the training aspect of uh, new workers coming in and, and the supervisor and how they can get those people up to speed rapidly, just due to the influx of manufacturing increase as well as with all the new people coming into manufacturing mm-hmm. with uh, many of the folks that previously were in manufacturing going overseas to fight the war. Yeah. And and so then, you know, this, this is an old program that uh, pretty much dissolved after World War II in the United States. Um, and it was taken over to Japan as, as kind of a, a key part of the industrial revitalization program over there, right? Yes. During, during the occupation, um, the United States did many things to help uh, re- rebuild Japan's um, industrial base, and TWI was one of the things that was brought over there to support that. And the thing that really helped d- during the occupation and post-occupation in Japan is Japan j- Japanese industry really institutionalized the TWI program um, through a number of their uh, industrial organizations and training organizations to disperse that out through, throughout their industry. And it's, uh, it was prevalent over there then, and actually it's still pretty prevalent over there now. And, and, and TWI was pretty well incorporated into um, the Toyota production system and, and a lot of their methods, right? Yeah, and that's, that's one of the keys with it and really ties into its relevancy today, let alone the fact just it, it is an excellent industrial training program on mm-hmm. its own. But what Toyota did was really leverage not only the technique that TWI teaches, but uh, the philosophy behind the technique, and it really fit in with what they were trying to do on trying to drive uh, change and particularly standardized work and, and standard methods into context when they did this post-World War II, and particularly what Ono was trying to do to deploy 
um, his uh, Ono line out of the machine shop and throughout the whole Toyota organization. He really saw this uh, TWI as a vehicle to help drive those changes and get people to adhere to these new methods and new standards that they were working to put in place. Mm-hmm. And a lot, a lot of the um, the basis for TWI with um, the United States in World War II, it seemed like a lot of the emphasis was on increasing volume, you know, building more, making more. Um, it's kind of interesting to see that, you know, reading some of the details about TWI, that it does talk about the idea of um, key points and, and focusing um, on quality um, you know, and being incorporated into Toyota production system, you know, the, the TPS philosophy, obviously not just about you know, building more, you know, independent of um, customer demand, um, you know, focusing on quality. It's kind of interesting to see how that, uh, what seemed like maybe on the surface, uh, you know, just a, a quantity program evolved into something that fit in very well with the, the lean concept. Yeah, it um, it's interesting because, like I said, obviously TWI is just a technique, but built within it and the folks during the war that developed it and actually even has a hist- history that goes quite a bit prior to World War II, mm-hmm. but they, they wanted to invoke in it, obviously, you know, creating better efficiency, getting out, and they, the one of the mantras of TWI was, was doing more with, with less. Now, they didn't verbalize it quite in that manner, but if you look at uh, how we verbalize the Toyota production system, it's about doing mm-hmm. more with less, and that's what they were really trying to do um, with the TWI is uh, create an environment, again, at the supervisor-worker interface where people could safely, they emphasize safety, mm-hmm. um, they emphasize there's always a better way to do things, so continuous improvement, and the job methods Technique of TWI was was in a sense the original Kaizen process, mm-hmm. and then also the job instruction was the training process, which was the original method they developed because training was so critical to get everybody to train and work in the same manner to increase productivity and increase output and decrease scrap and rework, and uh, again make it a very safe work environment. And that's mm-hmm. that's what they were trying to achieve with TWI. Uh, you, you mentioned um, job methods and job instruction. Those are a couple of the main components of the TWI program where uh, job methods was about how to create basically you know, the standard work document. Um, job instruction was focused on how to train people. And the, the thing that's interesting to me um, you know, doing lean work uh, is that you know, I think most of the time we focus on the job methods portion of you know just – Getting the standard work documented, and then um, you know, even myself sometimes kind of get shortchanged the the importance of um, actually how to do the training. And and something that I've, I've personally taken away from reading about TWI is um, putting more of a formalized structure around training, but then also you know teach you know training how to train, um, and and getting some good lessons um, from TWI. Yeah, in that sense, actually, the job instruction um, method is actually more of the standard work development, um, and job methods is more of the Kaizen or continuous improvement. And uh, one thing I want to emphasize, a couple things. One is, I mean, the, the Toyota definitely took more things than just um, TWI to develop their system, but uh, TWI sure. is very elemental and very foundational to it. But another, the other, the third training that TWI had was, had, was job relations. Right. And it's very important because it's really about, it is a method and philosophy about building that relationship between the uh, workers and their supervisors, which is 
critical and key to allow job instruction and job methods to be more successful, then job, uh, job instruction, again, is really kind of the building of the standard work. And again, it's still, actually, it's still taught at Toyota today, the job instruction training. And then they utilize job methods or in TWI utilize job methods to make the improvements or the step up. Now, the thing that uh, developed the Toyota that's a little bit different is, uh, Ono thought, ended up thinking that, um, uh, job methods was a little bit too, too point focused, which mm-hmm. it is. And he was obviously more interested, as we phrase it today, the, the value stream and how to improve that. So it, they kind of evolved, I don't want to say beyond, evolved methods, somewhat beyond the job, job methods. Although if you look at the essence of Kaizen, it's still the elements of, of job methods as well. But the job, job relations, I, I, I definitely want to emphasize the importance of that because if you don't have that situation in hand and a technique to use, which it teaches, then the other ones, job instruction and job mm-hmm. methods just aren't going to be as effective. Yeah, I, I liked how the job relations portion of TWI focused on, you know, how to be a supervisor, um, you know, that, you know, teaching supervisors how to um, facilitate what, what sounded like Kaizen and how to coach employees, not just, you know, managing the time clock and, you know, kind of being an, an old style traditional supervisor that it really seemed to have some, you know, material on, uh, um, you know, how, how to be a good supervisor and creating standard work and, and standard methods for being a supervisor, which from my experience is, is pretty important. Yes. Um, now, you know, we talk about how Toyota's used TWI over time. Um, yeah, I think I read in one of the pieces how, you know, there's sort of a, a rediscovery that this is sort of a, uh, you know, somewhat of a, a hidden secret within the, um, the, the Toyota world that somebody discovered an old TWI manual with, Am I remembering that story right? Or how did TWI get rediscovered, if you will, within the last couple of years um, where, where yourself and other people are researching and writing about it? Yeah, the, I guess the way it kind of came about um, was, uh, for me anyway, and I know a couple other people that I've been working with over the years, the same thing, is back in, I, I think it was 1997 or 98, when Jeff Liker published Becoming Lean, mm-hmm. um, read that book in, in a chapter that John Shook wrote, he briefly mentions TWI. And uh, myself and, like I said, some other folks that I've talked with, you know, found that kind of intriguing of how some World War II program had something yeah. to do with the Toyota production system. Mm-hmm. Well, right at the same time, Miyazaki Yamai published Gimba Kaizen. Right. And I happened to read that book immediately after Becoming Lean, and he mentions it in even quite a bit more detail um, TWI and its impact on Toyota, uh, briefly, but more than in becoming lean. So then it just became, uh, you know, I got to find out what some World War II program has to do with the Toyota <laughs> production system. And then a couple other people had gone through the same process around the same time and were able to run across each other and have just really been trying to work to, um, you know, reestablish TWI nationally and, and get it exposed. And this is back in 99, 2000. So here we are, fast forward, you know, six years, and it's really gained, particularly in the last 12 months, a lot of speed, a lot of momentum. Um, that lack of st- ability to maintain standardization and stability has been uh, a real problem for um, folks trying to do lean and implement lean, and this is this is one of the key factors that help help Toyota do that, and I think people are really gravitating to see that this is, you know, the same type of thing for any other organization. 
It's a very, um, very big support function of the ability to standardize the work as they develop new methods and then sustain mm-hmm. the gains that they make. And it also provides a different historical context. You know, if, if there's still people today that, that get wound up that, you know, lean is a, a Japanese method, um, and, and somehow, you know, use that as an excuse to where it doesn't apply here. I guess this is yet another case, you know, beyond, uh, you know, examples of Toyota learning from Henry Ford and, you know, kind of Americans teaching, uh, Japanese industry and, and now sort of coming full circle back to the United States that you can point to people that, you know, TWI was, you know, a U.S. industrial, U.S. government program that it was, you know, pretty much of American origin, right? Yeah, yeah, and that seems to happen happen time and time again um, with a number of aspects of the, you know, things with the Toyota production system. But the, definitely one of the two unique things that Toyota was able to do, they were able to, able to take many of these different um, attributes and, and blend them into their particular business needs mm-hmm. and develop a, a unique business model out of it. And that's definitely where they've been very unique um, to be a company that's been able to do that, you know, over over quite a few decades, it's taken them to develop that. Yeah. Um, you know, one other thing I wanted to talk about a little bit. I mean, it seemed like a lot of the TWI methodology was designed for training, you know, brand new, inexperienced employees. You know, you mentioned World War II. Um, you know, people, factory workers are being sent overseas, and, and the factories are bringing in a lot of people who um, were new to that company or who had never worked in manufacturing. Um, do, do you think that the same methodology applies when you have you know, a situation where you have you know long-time employees, you know, say 20 years, who have never really had standard work? You know, they they all have their own method and and their pride in in how they do things. You know, a different situation than than someone just coming in uh, brand new from off in the streets. Do you, do you see a difference in either how the program, how TWI would have to be applied, or or how to play to the motivation of somebody who's already been doing a job for a long time? No, not really too much. That's where if you're, particularly if you're applying the job relations aspect, you can, you can work some through, through some of those. But, but a couple things, it's really, it's, it's really, it's as applicable with people that have been there for years and years. And a situation I struggled with for years before I ran across this was, gee, you know, how do you get these people who are all different and different shifts work different ways mm-hmm. to, to achieve, achieve the, you know, working in a standard work format? Well, one thing I discovered with TWI or particularly job instruction is if you just use that method by default, it gets everybody working in the same manner. And also to illustrate that is Toyota still uses um, job instruction today um, to train their workers on how to do a job. So, you know, now that uh, at their plants, well, in Japan, they've been there for decades, and uh, here in the United States, they've been here for 20 years, 20-plus years, and they're still using job instruction to train their people with many years of experience and many years of experience in a Toyota environment to continually improve and then to standardize into a uh, particular method to do the work. Mm-hmm. So it is very applicable today and with uh, workforces that have uh, have lots of experience and have been around for a while. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that jumped out at me, I, I think it was right in the first step of you know, how to do the training in, in this methodology. It says something to the effect of, you know, you get the employee motivated to learn. Uh, yes. And I imagine different employees are going to have different motivations. So part of, I, I would imagine, your responsibility as a leader or a supervisor is to understand what that motivation might be for different people. Yeah, and that's, that's one thing that's, 
that's that's uh, unique and very good about the TWI uh, methods is they they took a lot of philosophical aspects and then manifested them into actual procedures and methods to do. You know that that as you mentioned being one of them. So they understood a lot of that. And then, like I said, instead of just um, you know discussing the philosophy, they they embedded that within the method itself so they can achieve the philosophical objective via some actual procedures that uh, they teach people to go through when using these methods. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the probably one of the golden things about TWI that they did that so very so well. But they also did it by by actually going into the plants and trying out methods they came up with, reevaluating time and time and time again, which is one reason they had the name training within industries because it was developed by industry within industry mm-hmm. and that's I think one of the reasons why it can't became such a robust methodology. And what are your thoughts or what's the historical consensus on why American industry moved away from this methodology after World War II? I think two main things. I think mainly at the end of World War II um, and for quite a few years afterwards, the United States simply had no competition. Yeah. Um, so there was real no, you know, no, no urgency, no incentive to, uh, to maintain that edge because we were able to maintain that edge for for quite a few years. And then also, too, in a sense, when the boys came back from overseas, they had not been um, trained in the methodology, so they were you know, mm. absorbed back into the workforce. And uh, without the urgency, without the you know, bulk coming back, having been trained in it, you know, it was just kind of a natural tendency to, uh, for it to dissolve. And even, even the, actually the, um, the five gentlemen that actually developed and led the TWI program during the war, they really understood this all along and understood it was a, it was a high possibility that um, it definitely will diminish when that urgency and need is no longer there. And it was a con- very strong concern of theirs too. Yeah. So it was kind of a, a real early sustainment challenge of uh, not holding to those methods, unfortunately. Yes. And they, and they, they one of their, one of their keys during the war when they were doing this was the the management had to be on board and be supportive of it, um, and and they struggled with that from the get go and, and continued to struggle with that with different, from different aspects during the you know five uh, uh, five years of the program itself. Yeah. But it did make very significant impact on our industrial base and is considered one of the keys to um, to help in our you know our manufacturing help to contribute to win the war. So if, um, if listeners want to learn more about the, uh, the TWI program, what, what are some different um, resources or, or things that you would recommend for people to read more? Um, well, there's a, there's a couple books that uh, Productivity Press has um, released in the last year, and uh, I unfortunately can't recall the name off the top of my head of the two, but, but one's by Don DeNiro, which gets into a lot of detail about the history behind uh, TWI, a real good study on that, and then the other one is a book by Patrick Graup and and uh, Bob Rona, which talks about the methods as a you know practical today methodology and walks through those in a lot of detail. And um, there's also um, the, an MEP out of uh, Central New York, um, the TDO, that has also worked on and revived the the training manuals and. Uh, is working on doing training in TWI today, as as well as with helping emphasize, you know, try to get this back out industrial, industry wide, as a methodology that uh, that we're using in the United States and and even abroad for that matter. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll make sure links to uh, to those books and and those websites are out there on uh, the Lean blog on the uh, the main 
page for this podcast. If anyone wants to go back and uh, and find links to those, I'll make sure the the titles and everything are out there, as, as well as a couple of links to um, some things I know Jim has written. There was a real good article that um, it was available on uh, Art Smalley's website, um, artoflean.com, of uh, the roots of lean training within industry program. I don't know if that article's um, available other places online, Jim. Yeah, there's a um, Lean Enterprise Institute has the the original article, or the original paper that article was based from, and I and then I originally did that article for AME's Association of Manufacturing Excellence Target Magazine, and just recently did an article um, for Target Magazine. Um, so AME AME's been very supportive of this. Also, okay. um, SME's Lean Directions has had an article on this as well too. So. You know, organizations like AME and SME are definitely very engaged in this and, and understand the, the power and uh, uh, behind something like TWI. And then finally, you, you'd mentioned in our last podcast that you're going to do um, a, a summit or, or some sort of meeting next year on the TWI process. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're, we're organizing in the process of organizing a TWI summit. That uh, tentatively, it looks like it'll be May 2007. We're trying to trying to verify the dates for the venue. Um, we're going to have it down in Orlando. We're trying to verify the dates. But if you go to uh, TWISummit.com, mm-hmm. then uh, you can see information there on the summit that will be coming up this next year. Okay. Well, great. And uh, you know, be sure to keep me posted about that. I'll, I'll make sure that uh, we provide links to that and, and kind of help promote that in, on the blog over time. Okay. Well, Jim, thanks again uh, for, for helping us uh, learn a little more about the training within industry program and certainly encourage everyone to, to go out and take a look at this methodology. I, I think it's something that uh, is very useful to incorporate into your, your lean work. Yeah, well, it's my pleasure, and I hope people find it interesting and helpful. Okay, thanks, Jim. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.